Welcome to God's Lemonade Stand. I'm Isaac. And I'm David. And we are your hosts for today. We are so excited that you tuned in with us to delve deeper into our theme of outreach. But first, let's hear some great music from the Spring Meadows worship team. So today I was asked to talk a little bit about um, my testimony on how I have shared um, Jesus with those at work um, or at school, um, how God's been able to use me as a witness. So uh, there's two things before we start that I feel like are key for being a witness for God, um, and that is confidence and vulnerability. 
I say that because uh, before I really, you know, got older and and a little bit more, I guess, exposed to everything in the world, you know, in the adult world, especially, um, I was very, I lacked the confidence I had, I needed to, um, to witness. So what I learned as I got older was how to really talk to people. So when you're 20 years old, which is how old I was when I moved to Orlando, I was in that awkward stage of, am I a kid? Am I an adult? Like, what do I, what do I do? How do I interact in the world? And it all, it all clicked when I started working at a restaurant. So when you start working in a, a big girl job, like I was working, I mean, big girl job, it's a restaurant. But for me, it was my, my experience with adults. So for the first couple of weeks, I didn't know what to say to them. I was intimidated by them. And, you know, over time, eventually you just start to talk to them like you would anybody else. So I gained my confidence and with that came conversation. And so that has been probably one of my biggest keys in my witness is conversation, just relationships with those around me. So then the next thing I'm going to bring in is, is the vulnerability. So being vulnerable is also a very important thing in your walk with God and as well as your witness for God. For a long time, I lacked a lot of confidence about myself um, and I didn't want to share with others things that I was going through. Which, unfortunate for them, I was, you know, missing out on an opportunity to witness to them by not being vulnerable. I was ashamed that I didn't have gas money, so I was too ashamed to tell people when God would miraculously put it into my bank account. And over time, I started to understand that if I need to, if I'm going to witness to those around me, I have to work on being vulnerable as well. My situation may not be what I consider ideal, but God puts me in a situation for a reason so that He can use these instances to glorify Him. So over time, I started telling people, hey, you'll never guess what just happened to me last night. I got like money put in my bank account for gas. I swear I didn't have money to get to work today. And there was money for gas to stop and get gas on the way. And they'd be like, what? That's crazy. That's ridiculous. But I just talked about it like it was, it was natural. I had confidence and I was vulnerable. And then eventually it started to be, okay, guys, I got to make like $80 tonight on this this shift. And it's a Monday and it's slow. And they're like, no way you're going to make $80. I'm like, just watch, just watch. The end of the night, $85. God was good. And I would always say, God is good. God is good. And so they started to know me as the quote unquote goody two shoes of work. They would joke with me. But what that opened up was conversation. So because I was vulnerable and confident in my walk with God and my experiences, I started to have conversations pop up to me. And one that stands out the most was with a girl I worked with. She was probably the most wild of the bunch. And she one day was talking to me while she was cleaning up one section, and um, and I was cleaning up the one beside her. And she was like, hey, Sarah, do you think that I'm like too bad to ever— you know, be a Christian. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, do you think I've ever, I've done just too much? And I was like, I, I don't know. Of course not. I don't, what do, you mean, what do you mean you've done too much? She's like, I don't know. I just have lived a bad life. And I've kind of thought about going back to church because apparently she grew up as a Christian. She left church and now she felt really guilty. But I was like, no, of course not. Like you can never do too much. She's like, well, you know, my parents always told me that, you know, if you do this or if you do that, that 
equates to basically, you know, being kicked out of the church. And I started to talk to her and I was like, you know, I feel like in God's eyes, a sin is a sin, regardless of what it is. And she said, so you're saying like if somebody was to steal something, that's no different than someone to lie. And I was like, yeah, exactly. And I was like, in God's eyes, you know, every sin is wrong, but fortunately grace covers every sin equally. So there's not one sin that you can do that grace won't cover. And I remember just her sitting there for a second and I didn't know what to say. Cause again, I, you know, I'm still a little bit awkward with, it was still like in that stage of like, I don't know what else to say, but I didn't say anything. And she just sat there and resonated with it. And I think God was like, just using that opportunity to plant a seed. Cause I don't know whatever happened after that. I don't know why that conversation came up, but I think it was, it was important for me to, before that, be vulnerable, be confident in my relationship with God, because that opened up the conversation with her. And even in the conversation, you know, with her, we had that vulnerable moment. So I think that for us, for every day, when we're at school, when we're at work, whatever it may be, just be open, just, you know, talk about God as if he's just a regular member in your family, you know, just like your dad, your mom, because that is what he is to us. Um, and that's what he should be. And, you know, the more we do that, the more people will feel comfortable. So, so whatever you do, just make sure that you are letting God lead. Cause that's one thing I try to do. I try to make sure that I'm, I'm listening to that little voice inside your head. You know, if it's telling you to stay late for something or to, to go talk to somebody, just listen to that voice. I feel like that's God leading. And, um, I hope this was helpful for you guys. Hope you have a Good rest of your day, whatever you're doing. Just remember, uh, spread the love of Jesus wherever you go. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for giving me the honor and the privilege of being here with you, sharing a little bit about witnessing at work and at school. Now, in order for us to be able to witness or to share with others about what God means in our lives, we need to have a relationship with God of our own. And the foundational part of this relationship comes when we understand that every one of, of us is a sinner and we all need Jesus Christ in our lives in order to have something to talk about, in order to have something to share with others so that they can also get to know God and have that same relationship with God. When I think of it, I think of Ephesians chapter 2. Paul is speaking to the church and he says to them, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you follow the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one point, at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. So basically what he's saying is that those who are born, uh, I mean, are raised in the in the faith, or those who did not come from faith, all of us are under wrath and under disobedience, and all of us need salvation. It doesn't matter how much we do, how much we try to obtain salvation of our own. We're not going to um, accomplish that for ourselves. Otherwise, we wouldn't need Jesus, right? And and so he said. To the, to the church, he says to the church, you know, but now we have Jesus. And when he talks about this, if you continue on a little bit longer, uh, a little bit farther in the, in the passage, he says in verse 8, For it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith. And this is not of yourselves, it's a gift from God, 
not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, he's saying, you know, we have this gift available to every one of us who wants to believe. Now, that is the foundation of what you have to offer to someone to whom you want to witness or someone that you want to do outreach with in order to bring them to faith in Jesus Christ. So you have to have this personal knowledge and experience and you need to focus on the, on the personhood of Jesus. Why is that important? Because when we focus in our, on ourselves, then we can only see the sinful humanity that is within us. But when we focus on Jesus, then we see that his salvation, his righteousness is sufficient for us to make it to heaven. I give you an example of this. I happen to work in hospice. And last week, I was visiting a person who is coming closer to the end of life. And he was telling me, David, I am afraid of death and dying because I feel that I have disappointed God. And I'm not sure that I'm going to have a eternity with him. I asked him, have you asked for the forgiveness of your sins? And he said, yes. I said, well, you know, you can trust that then you're going to have eternal life. Not because you're good, but because he is good. And I remember the, the words of a, an old preacher that said once, when we focus on what we have done or not done, then we could always look at ourselves and say, there's no way I'm going to make it to heaven. But when we look at Jesus and everything that he has done for us, and we accept that gift on our, on our behalf, we can say with certainty, there's no way we're going to miss heaven. This actually gave him a lot of peace. And, and so he was having uh, uh, less anxiety about it as time went on because he started to focus on Jesus. See, that that's the foundation of our outreach to others. We have this relationship. We have this certainty of our salvation. Then we can give them also that certainty of salvation. Now, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, then we continue to grow in our relationship with Him. How do we grow in that relationship with Him? Well, we accept the work of the Holy Spirit inside our hearts. And when we do so, then we have the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts. And the fruit of the Spirit is what Paul said to the Galatians in chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, that he said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there's no law. In other, way, in, in other words, when the Holy Spirit is in you, then we, uh, and in all of us, I should say, we are more loving, we're joyful, we're peaceful, we're patient, we're kind and good and faithful, we're gentle, and we display more self-control. Now, just acting like that becomes a witness to others. Not only you can witness of that personal salvation that God has given you, but also of the fact that God works in you and that makes you a better human being on this earth. And you become loving and joyful and peaceful and patient and kind and good to all those people around you. And people are drawn to that because then you start treating others with uncommon compassion and kindness. And they say, you know, there's something different about him. There's something different about her. And because of that then they are intrigued by what is happening in your life and you have the opportunity to witness. Now, not only that, 
There's another aspect of witnessing or outreaching to those around you. When Peter spoke to the church, he says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, that every Christian needs to be ready to be a witness of the faith that is in us, of that of which we believe. If I summarize what I'm trying to say to you today, I will summarize it this way. In order for you to be able to do outreach with others, you have to have a personal relationship with God and you have to know that He's your Savior. When you, know, when you know that, then you can give to others what you have because you cannot give to others what you do not have. Number two, once you are certain of your salvation, not because of what you have done, but because of what Jesus has done, then you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life on daily, li- on the, on daily basis. And so the Holy Spirit makes you more joyful, more loving, more peaceful and patient and kind and good and faithful and gentle to others. And that becomes an outreach in itself. And then number three is that you will be ready to be uh, a witness of the knowledge and understanding that that God has given you. So my challenge for you today is have a relationship with God that is growing And be ready to witness, and God will give you the opportunity to witness to others for Him. May God bless you. It's been an honor and privilege to share with you today. Wow, what a powerful testimony. And a great worship thought at that. Well, that concludes today's podcast, but not this theme. So please tune in next week as we keep talking about outreach. If you want to contact us, please go to podcast at springmeadows.org. And if you want to find out just a little bit more about us, please go to springmeadows.org.